Good morning, church. It's uh, good to be together this morning. And um, as one of my first duties here is to give a shout out to my, my grandkids. So uh, I was talking to Lucas last week and he said, he said, Pa, when you get when you get up there, make sure you tell the people that I'm an awesome soccer player. So I just want to tell you right now, Lucas is an awesome soccer player. And uh, and and a shout out to Madison and Teal and Artie and baby Grace. I, I said last week that she lived in Georgia and, and uh, wife Nancy said, don't you know that they live in Alabama? So uh, a shout out to uh, little Grace and in Alabama. So we've been in contact uh, quite a bit. The um, small group leaders have been reaching out. Uh, you, you probably got more calls than, than you wanted. But uh, we just want to say this from our heart to your heart, that, that we, are, we are very much uh, in this together and we're here for you. And as uh, Jennifer mentioned, you can uh, reach out to me. I think, uh, I, I don't want to say 100%, but I think probably about uh, 98% of the church, you, you have my personal cell phone number. So, uh, you know, at, at any time, if, if I can be a help to you, if uh, Nancy can be a help to you, or, uh, someone on the staff can be a help to you, we're, we're really uh, more than eager uh, t- to come alongside you and uh, make a difference. So uh, reach out to us. We're here for you. And uh, we're glad we can uh, come together this morning to worship Jesus Christ uh, as our Lord and our Savior, uh, our soon coming King, uh, the Lord who heals us. And so we want to go before the Lord uh, this morning uh, in prayer. And I would just invite you to uh, join uh, your heart with mine as we go before the Lord in in prayer uh, this morning. Uh, we have a number of things we want to, to pray about, and so please join me. Father, we, we ask you, Lord, uh, this morning in your mercy that you would extend uh, your great, powerful, and mighty hand, and Lord, that you would stop this pandemic, Lord. Lord, that you would save lives. Lord, that you would deliver your people, Lord, from from this evil, Lord. And so, Lord, we pray, Lord, for your deliverance and that you would stretch out your mighty hand in our day, in our time. Lord, we pray for our president, Donald Trump, and we pray for Governor Baker, Lord, and the rest of our, uh, our leaders, Lord, that you would give them wisdom and, Lord, that you give them courage to act, Lord. So we lift up our leaders to you. We pray particularly, Lord, for our medical personnel, our our doctors, our nurses, and all those support people, first responders, Lord, that that you would keep them safe, and Lord, that you'd keep their families safe from this this virus, Lord. We pray, Lord, that you'd protect our missionaries and their families around the globe, Lord, that at this opportunity, Lord, that they could reach out with the love of and the mercy that we find in Christ to minister to people with the gospel. Lord, we pray for our local churches, in two in particular, Lord. We pray for Mill City and, and New Colony, Lord, that as they minister in our area side by side with us, Lord, that you would let your good hand rest upon them. And Lord, as they uh, preach your word, Lord, that it would go out and be effective as we know it is. 
Lord, we pray for our own church this morning. Those that are sick and need of healing, Lord, Lord, would you visit them? Lord, our elderly, Lord, that are at risk, Lord, would you protect them? Lord, those that have lost loved ones in the past week, Lord, the past two weeks, Lord, in their season of grief, Lord, would you let your compassion and your, your loving kindness uh, fill their hearts. For those that are without jobs, Lord, Lord, help, help, Lord. Bring provision to them, Lord. And Lord, give us eyes to see how we as a little local church, Lord, give us eyes to see how we could minister to our neighbors, how we could express kindness to them, how we could come alongside them with a bag of groceries or, or a kind word or, or, or just being there, Lord, to give them a, tri- uh, give them a ride to uh, an appointment, Lord. Help us to see the needs in, in our world, in our sphere of influence, and help us to have courage, Lord, uh, to respond to those needs. And so, Lord, we, we lift all these needs up to you. And we pray, Lord, that you would show yourself strong in our midst as we call upon the name of Jesus Christ. In his name we pray. Amen. You know, if you have a prayer request, uh, we're, we're absolutely here for you. Uh, you know, you've heard from me. And if during the week, you know, things are happening and, uh, you know, things just kind of get out of control at, at home or, or you find yourself... Uh, out of work, uh, you know, just give us a call. The church number is 978-458-3392. And as Jennifer shared, you can reach out on our media platforms. And, and just, uh, I, there's no other way to say it, uh, just that we're here for you. We're in this together. You're not alone. You have someone that's got your back. And, and we're right here waiting to be able to help you. We're going to turn to the Word of God now, and um, our primary scripture uh, this morning is going to come out of Ecclesiastes uh, chapter 3, uh, 1 through 8. Why don't I read that, and then we'll have a word of prayer, and then we'll unpackage our teaching this morning. This particular uh, set of scriptures uh, was uh, by King, King Solomon, son of Dave, a son of David. And King Solomon, he contemplates the state of man and, and how the things of this world are so temporal and how that the seasons of, of life uh, come and go. And even though that we're gripped by, by this virus right now and, and the, the dive of the stock market, uh, it's just a season. Uh, take note of, of the word of the Lord uh, King Solomon writes, for everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck up, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down, a time to build up, a time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn. Time to dance, time to cast away stones, time to gather them, a time to embrace. I think he had this in mind for social distancing and a time to refrain from embracing, which is 
I think the season of our time right now. A time to seek, time to lose, a time to keep, time to cast away, time to tear, time to sow, a time to keep silence, a time, a time to speak, to love, a time for peace. Father, we thank you for the word of the Lord. I pray, Lord, that you'd speak to us in our time of need today. In Christ's name, I pray. This week, uh, I have a, a, an iPhone, like many of you do, and I have an app on my iPhone. It, it's, uh, it's called Google, yeah, Google, Google, <laughs> Google Photos. And um, from time to time, uh, they initiate a, a ping on my phone. And, and uh, the ping comes just like, you know, if you have this app, it's free. Uh, Google Photos lets you download all your pictures off your iPhone so you don't use up so much space, so much memory. Uh, but they do some really cool things. And this is an advertisement for Google Photos, although it's a pretty good app. Uh, what they do do is from time to time, they put together either collages or videos, and, um, and they reach way back, way back years ago. And I got a few of them uh, this week. I got a few... Uh, uh, videos and and collages of photos that man they just they they warm my heart to see my kiddos when when they were young to see my grandbabies when 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 they were small and they have these videos that kind of play through life and uh and some of those pictures were just uh you know my history uh they were just heartbreaking uh to see once again and 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 equally true, uh, some of them, just to remember them, brought so much joy. And when I thought about that, I, uh, of these different pictures, you know, and, and how they warmed my heart, broke my heart, <laughs> brought tears, brought joy, uh, it, it just caused me to remember uh, this little passage in Ecclesiastes, that there's a time for each part of life. And as a young man, I used to approach these things with the phrase, um, you know, you've probably used this at some time, the phrase is, oh, this too will pass. Uh, and, and I've heard that a lot about this virus thing. Well, this too will pass. But, you know, when, you know, that phrase, uh, when we drill down on it, it's not found in the Bible. I was talking to Nancy, and I, I said to her, do you know what this is in the Bible? This too will pass. And she goes, oh. and I said, no, it's not in the Bible at all. This too will pass. It's not there. You know what it is? It's, a, it's as old as King Solomon, for sure. But it's attributed to a Persian king who used to get, like, melancholy and depressed. And so he, he, he went to his servant. He's, he says to his servant, could you find something? That would help me when I when I get depressed and sad. Would you would you find something that could you know lift me up? And the servant brought back a ring, and on the ring was engraved, "This too shall pass." And so every time the king looked down at his ring when he was melancholy or depressed, he said, "This too will pass." But you know, there's something deficient in that. And what's deficient in it is is um, just a lack of recognition, in a sense that. There's a plan and a purpose in every season of life. And if we have uh, an attitude like, well, this will pass, we dismiss 
seasons of life that can transform us, seasons in life that could totally change us, and, and we can miss it. Uh, some folks in our church have lost loved ones, uh, even in the past week. This too shall pass? I don't think so. I think that there's a time to grieve. And if you grieve well, you remember that person, but you also allow that person's life and their testimony and witness to transform your life. And, and so what is what can be perceived as destructive and, um, and gets you stuck can be something that transforms your life and moves you forward. And so as a younger man, I, I, I use that phrase a lot, this too will pass. I don't use that anymore. When I talk to people that have lost loved ones or are going through difficult times in their life, I say, may God's comfort be with you during this season and this time. Because God has a plan and a purpose. When we look at COVID-19, you know, some people say, oh, this too will pass. Well, what would we miss? What would we miss what, how God would want to work in your families when you got these little kiddos running around? You know, both mom and dad are working. It's that way nowadays. It takes two paychecks to, to pay for a mortgage. And, and, and yet you have this special time. This too shall pass, or, or is there a plan? Is, th is there a purpose to be together as a family, to gather together? I choose to see each part of life as a season of life to, to be embraced. Jeremiah says this in Jeremiah 29, 11, the, the people were in Babylon. They were in captivity. And the word of the Lord to them was, not that this will pass, but that God has a plan and a purpose. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, and you could probably say it in unison with me, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for what? They are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a what? A future and a hope. In those days, when you pray, I will what? The Lord says, I will listen. And so as we're going through these, these difficult times in our life, it's, it's not like this too will pass. It's like this season, God has a plan and, and a purpose to bring transformation into your life. And even though it's hard and even though it's difficult, God has made us for this moment, for, for this time, uh, to engage our families and engage our community in a way that's redemptive. You know, there's so many things that, that come along through seasons of life, lives that disrupt us. And, and I want to close our little talk this morning by, by just giving you three little practical things that you can do if your emotions, and I have to say, uh, I'm, I'm pretty emotional as a, as, as a guy. And, and uh, I want to offer you three things as a fellow pilgrim. Not that I have already arrived in these things, for I've not. But three things that if your life has been turned upside down through this COVID-19 virus, uh, some things that might be a help to you. The first one is uh, protect your thought life. Uh, the COVID-19 media coverage has informed, but it also delivers 
a high dose of hysteria, fear, and anxiety. And the Apostle Paul, he's speaking of spiritual warfare. The Apostle Paul says this. He says to take every thought captive and bring it into obedience to Christ. It's like your thought life is is something that you can take a hold of and to bring into a place where you can experience the, the peace and the love of Christ. Like last night, Nancy and I, we shut off the news media and uh, uh, shut off the, uh, the, the iPhones. And we watched a movie. And uh, the movie's name was A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. And we listened to the story of uh, Mr. Rogers. And what it did is it touched our, it brought joy to our hearts. It touched our heart in a very practical way. And it got, it got our minds off of the calamities of our day. Something so practical. The scriptures are that way too. The scriptures speak to our heart. Two scriptures that help me to get a hold of my thought life. Isaiah 26.3 reads, You keep me in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. 2 Timothy 1.7, For God gave us a spirit not of fear but of power and love and self-control. We want to protect our minds through this difficulty, focusing them on the Word of God and the good things that God gives us and not on the calamities of the day. And that's a choice we make, is to take our mind, take our thoughts captive, and bring them in to a place where we can experience God's peace and His comfort into our hearts. The second thing that I would say in a very practical way is that when we approach difficulties in our life, and we come to these places where our world is turned upside down or our life is turned up to, upside down, don't ask why, but ask what. Don't ask why, but ask what. Or you could say, don't ask why, but ask how. See, the COVID-19 crisis takes hold, and I find myself with a series of why questions. And these why questions, why, Lord, why this? Why the people out of work? Why, is, why can't we meet as a church? Why? There's no answers there. There's never, there's never answers. Why did you take my, my spouse? Why did this person have to die? There's no answers there, this side of heaven. But when we begin to ask the questions of what and how, we begin to access our heart to places of growth, and transformation in our life. Like, what would you have me do, Lord, for my neighbors during COVID-19? What would you have me do to advance the gospel? How do you want to transform my life when I'm locked down with these crazy kids and my husband or wife is home and I can't escape the house? What would you do in my heart to transform my heart? When you, when you move away from the wise to, Lord, what would you have me do? You begin to move forward. When you move away from the wise and ask the questions, what? You begin to access your heart to transformation. So here's what I'd like you to do today. When we get done, ask yourself a simple question. What can, what can I do to help my neighbor? What can I do to experience your peace? How would you want to use me in this time where my elderly neighbors need a helping hand? 
Finally, one last thing as far as practical things to get through these difficult times is to maintain relationships and routines. The COVID-19 crisis disrupts life and we need to restore order in our life. And so if we maintain the relationships through, through giving people a phone call, through, through using FaceTime, through using Zoom or one of the other media platforms to connect face-to-face, it brought me so much joy this past weekend to connect with my grandkids face-to-face and to see them laugh and carry on, unaware of all that's going on in their life. They're flourishing in the midst of it. And that, that, that restores my heart. Maintain relationships and maintain some common sense routine, you know. Uh, have a time to get up and a time to go to sleep. Have a time to eat, have a time not to eat. Have a time to rest, but have a time to go out for a walk. And if you do these three things, protect your thought life, not ask why, ask what. And if you maintain the relationships and routines that bring order to your life, then you're going to flourish. You're going to grow in the most difficult times that you face in life. Thinking about it, what's not, it's not so bad to be at home. Not so bad to be with family. When I was down visiting t- Tim, we were sitting around um, the dinner table, and I said, oh, wow, this is what life is really about. It's about sharing a meal, about loving one another. It's about nurturing Christ in our heart. That's my prayer for you, that in the midst of of this storm, that you would find that sweet place. You'd find that place where the values of, of Christ and the values of family and the values of friendship, that they would find a place to grow and flourish in your life. We're here for you. If we can help you, reach out to you. Reach out to us. God bless you. And we're going to see you in a minute or two with a Q&A. Jared's going to come. Thanks, Pastor Ed. It's true, nothing is wasted. God can help us redeem the time when we we trust in Him and we seek the things that He seeks. Let's sing one more song together. Just acknowledging that God is the most constant, most constant thing we could ever put our faith and trust in. Sing Father of Kindness. Father of Kindness, you have poured out grace and brought me out of darkness. You have filled me with peace. Giver of mercy, you're my help in time of need. Lord, I 
can't help but sing. Let's sing that together. Oh, Father of kindness, you have poured out grace and brought me out of darkness. You have filled me with peace. Giver of mercy, you're my help in time of need. And Lord, I can't help but sing. Faithful you are, faithful forever you will be, faithful you are, and all your promises are yes and amen, oh. All your promises are yes and amen. Beautiful Savior. Oh, beautiful Savior, you have brought me near. Me from the ashes, you have broken every curse. Blessed Redeemer, you have set this captive free. And Lord, I can't help but sing. Are yes and amen. Oh, all your promises are yes and amen. And I will rest. And I will rest in your promises. My confidence is your faithfulness. I will rest in your promises. My confidence is your faithfulness. I will rest in your promises. My your faithfulness oh faithful you are faithful forever you will be faithful you are and all your promises 
promises are yes and amen. All your promises are yes and amen. Heavenly Father, we worship you. For you alone are worthy of praise. You, have, you alone have made the impossible possible. You have brought us into right relationship with yourself by grace through faith. You have given us your assurance that when we trust in you, we're trusting in the only thing worth trusting in, the only thing that's right and true, and we'll stand forevermore. So we trust you now, in this moment. The world is volatile and in chaos. Lord, we trust you. Would you give us eyes to see what you have for us, all that you're doing in us, all that you want to do through us. Lord, we pray that you'd prepare us to go out, even if it's in limited measure, through technology, <laughs> through a social distance wave from the street at our neighbors, a call to family, friends. Lord, may the truth of your word be on our lips and in our hearts. May we be your people and shine a light. Lord, may people come to know you as Lord and Savior and put their faith and their trust in you. And through all this, Lord, may we know your comfort and your peace, not as the world gives, but as only you give. We glorify your name this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, it was great once again worshiping with you and spending time in God's word. Pastor Ed's going to come back up and invite you to ask some questions and uh, do his best to answer them. So welcome, Pastor Ed, once more. Hi, guys. If you have a question, uh, you can uh, use our media platform to ask your questions. Um, if you have my personal cell phone number, you're welcome to uh, send me a text, and we'll, we'll give it a shot. So uh, we're glad to take questions. Uh, the quality of the answers, well, that remains to be seen. So, uh, so we got the little dots coming in on on my uh, on my on my text thing, and here's the first one. What are some practical ways we can be a blessing to our neighbors while we adhere to social distancing? So, one more time. What are the practical ways we can be a blessing? to our neighbors while we adhere to social distancing. Well, the first one is, and I got this on um, our um, uh, neighborhood.com uh, this morning, uh, and uh, we were sharing things in our neighborhood uh, that are going on. And so that's one of the first things is to kind of get connected uh, to your neighborhood through through social media. And I'm on, I think it's neighborhood.com. And, uh, and, and, on that platform, you can share ideas. There's places to volunteer. 
at least in my neighborhood. Uh, you can connect with individual people's needs. So that's one thing you can do uh, right now to kind of get connected to your neighborhood and your neighbors. The second thing is uh, there's a problem at uh, the, the CVS uh, that uh, Nancy and I use, and they have special hours for, for older people to come, and, and they're just notorious for not not respecting each other's social distance. And so they so if you're a person and, and uh, you go to Market Basket, you know, they get the gray lines on Market Basket and they got the queue ups at, at uh, CVS. You know, you don't want to be one of the, how can we put this in a spiritual way? You don't want to be one of those donkeys, you know, that that doesn't respect like the distance and, and um, you know, it's a, it's a time to give people uh, to give people space, you know. So uh, so neighborhood.com, get connected that way. If you go to CVS, <laughs> please or Market Basket, don't don't you know kind of get up in the person's space, respect it. And I know I know you might think it's like really goofy to do that, but you know it's annoying when you're trying to keep your space and someone's trying to invade your space. Uh, there's some practical uh, ways that. Uh, that you can do, you can pray for your neighbors. You can offer to your neighbors, especially uh, those that are elderly. You can offer to pick up some pick up some groceries. You can pick up prescriptions. You don't even have to go into uh, you know the Walgreens or CVS now. You can use uh, the drive-through. All you need is a person's name and their and their date of birth, and you can pick up those prescriptions for them. And so there's these random acts of kindness that we've talked about in the past. Uh, of how we can connect with our neighbors. And some of our people in our church community here are doing it. Rick has volunteered uh, to bring meals to people. Um, There's several people that are volunteering in the, um, what do you call it, the uh, uh, food pantries. You can bring things to food pantries right now. So you just need to be like a little creative and say, not why is this happening, right? Not why is this happening, but what can I do to make a difference? And I'm sure that 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 the Lord uh, will show you. There's another family in our church that, you know, the neighbors were kind of like, what do I do, what do I do? And and they reached out to a neighborhood, neighborhood kid and said, well, you can come here and we'll make it, you know, you can be do what we're doing. And so if you just have like eyes to see, what can I do? How can I make a difference? The, the Lord's going to show you. So I hope that I hope that helps. If you got other uh, ideas, you can text those to me, and if you get them in quick enough, we'll let people know. All right, let's see what this one says. Next one. Uh, this is uh, if we don't know our <laughs> if we don't know our neighbors well because we have not been living there long. How how do we how do we how do we reach out? Uh, at this time, well, that's that's difficult um, because if you don't know your neighbors, uh, this is a really difficult time uh, to get to know them. Uh, I make it a point to reach out to my neighbors, and I think that's kind of thing um, that can change your life. You know, like if you really don't know your neighbors, um, now's kind of uh, a difficult time to get to do that. That's just the 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 fact of the matter. And so this is only a season, and like I shared during the teaching, if we view it as a season and not just something to get through, you know, this will pass, so 
you know, this will pass and we'll just get through it. But if this is a season of time where you can drill down on it and say, Lord, what can I learn? How can I grow? And so when we come out of this season of time, this would be a good opportunity. In the neighborhood, once again, the neighborhood that I live in, if you don't know your neighbor, you can, uh, this uh, where I live, you can go to neighborhood.com, you can sign up, and and they will match you with a need. So if you don't know your neighbor, that's one tool that I know that exists. If you don't know your neighbors, maybe buy them uh, a potted plant and leave it at their doorstep, you know, something that, and, and sign your name, you know, like, I know you don't know me, but this is who I am. That's a, man, these questions can be difficult. So, but I, I think if you drill down on it, uh, you can use this as a, as a point, uh, as a pivot point and when we come out of it to, to get to know your neighbors. Okay, so here we go. Uh, next one. Uh, question about communion. Historically, many families took communion at home. Should we? How do, how do we do that now? I think that's a great idea. I think sharing communion, uh, I know that, um, you know, uh, churches have built uh, walls around it, uh, barriers around it, but... Uh, but the church, the early church, they met in homes. I mean, uh, the the uh, Indora Europa is a historical dig site, and they found an early church. And all it was was like a ranch house with the walls taken down, and it probably held 60 people. Uh, and I know your family's not 60 people, but but you should uh, you should practice uh, breaking bread in in the Lord's table. And it, all you have to do is go to 1 Corinthians 11 and just read that, and you'll you'll get the you'll get the um, uh, the steps and the theology of how to do the Lord's table. And if you go to our website, we have a teaching on the Lord's table and water baptism and all that. That that would be helpful to you. But please, and uh, once again, you can always do what you can always give me a call, and I'll walk you through it. And uh, but that would be a great thing to do. I look forward to uh, uh, look forward to hearing some of you do that. All right. So someone's asking me a question about next door app. What's I'm, I'm, oh the one I mentioned. I have to go to my apps here and, and give you the right name for it. Uh, I, I believe it's neighborhood.com. Every neighborhood has uh, has a has a media platform that's geared to this particular neighborhood. When I lived in Bill Ricker, um, we had one there. And now that I live in Salem, but what we'll do is we'll, we'll get that on the notes, um, get you the address where you can, uh, get that. Okay. So next question, how would someone who is new connect with Google group and community? Oh, this is from Jennifer. Answer. I love these questions where they come with the answer. This is like totally, I mean, this is the best. So you can ask a question. If you have the answer, mm, we're going to be very good. So here's the answer. Go to the Connect page on our website. I'm brilliant today. Uh, subscribe to our newsletter. Get on the Google group. Fill out a form and say this. Hello. So, uh, so we're here for you today. And this is the stall. Give it another 20 seconds. See if any other questions come in. We're here for you. And if, if you'll take a few steps and go to our Google group and get connected to us, um, 
we're going to be in a better place for you to help us and for you to help uh, us. Oh, here's another one. What about Easter? That was a real question, not from Jenna. <laughs> Got to be careful of that. What about Easter? Um, I would say right now uh, that we, we are going to be meeting online for Easter. Uh, the, there's hot spots uh, through, throughout the United States uh, where, where the growth in uh, the infection rate is exponential. Uh, New York's a hot spot where that's happening. Boston is a hot spot where that's happening. And so the growth in the virus, what, what, we, see, um, what we see right now is that it doesn't look too bad. But two weeks from now, uh, two weeks from now is going to be very, very difficult. And the governor, uh, Governor Baker, has done a really good job at forcing the issue of of staying home and and not meeting in large groups and and all of that and so I am all on board uh, with that. Does it impact us as a church? It it's huge for us as a church and so uh, issue of giving you know you know it's just huge for us as a church right now. But Easter is I think it's off the table as far as us meeting together um, and I and. I don't want to uh, project too far out after that, but uh, the schools in Massachusetts won't get back until the first, I think it's the first Monday in May. And I think that's where you should kind of put your expectations, even though it's, it's, it's difficult. Oh, so John Peeler says it's nextdoor.com. What did I say? Neighborhood.com. Thanks, John Peeler. Good job. So it's um, next, next door. Dot com and he's trying to he's trying to bait me into uh, talking about the Hallmark Channel running Christmas movies all this week. Oh, that's a previous text. Okay, John, but uh, well done, John. Nextdoor.com it is. All right, friends, we're here for you. If we can help you, all you have to do is reach out to us. We're there for you. We've got your back. We're in this together. We'll get through it together. It is it is a season of time to lean into. And as we lean into it as, as individuals, family, as church community, and in our broader community, as we lean into it and stop asking the questions, why, why? And really say, what and how? What can I do, Lord? How can I do it? And what would you do or want to do in my heart to make me more Christ-like? So God bless you. Uh, we'll see you live uh, next Sunday. And uh, from my heart to your heart, God bless you. May the Lord's favor and grace rest upon you and the ones you love. God bless you. See you next week.